your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Mandates, vaccine mandates. Sean Hannity threw his, his show log out the window and just had Joe Biden talking, if you were listening. Um, I don't know how deep we're going to get into this. Probably not at all, except right now, if you want to get in here. 608-785-7914. Coming up, Peter Cameron, executive, uh, executive. What am I calling him? The, uh, the runner of the Badger Project. The editor-in-chief. How about that? The editor-in-chief of the Badger Project. He's got a story. It's on wisdomnews.com. Pretty interesting story. Pretty, pretty deep story. Just um, uh, about how nearly 200 Wisconsin police officers are back on the job after being fired or forced out. So 200, is that a lot? Not a lot? It's only 1% of the 13,500 certified active law enforcement officers in Wisconsin. So it's like a real small number, but also 200 is 200. And why were they fired? And then, you you know, you can get into it. But, and that's what we'll do with Peter Cameron. We'll get into it a little bit. Just, uh, you know, is this something that, that needs to change? If somebody screws up as a police officer or deputy at a sheriff's department, is that are the the stakes so much higher for them that they shouldn't get a second chance should be fired shouldn't be in law enforcement shouldn't be on the streets maybe at a, working at a different capacity so uh good luck reading it before we bring him on it's a pretty long in-depth story at wisdomnews.com but uh, very interesting, and we'll get into it. Uh, just going back to to what Joe Biden have been talking about. I I honestly I was I was doing seventeen things, so um, I'll just I'll give you the the heads up. It's uh, you know sweeping new federal vaccine requirements affecting as many as hundred million uh, uh, citizens. Uh, all out effort to increase vaccinations, right? The expansive new rules mandate that all employers with more than 100 workers require them to be vaccinated or test for the virus weekly. That'll affect about 80 million people here. And the roughly 17 million workers at health facilities that receive federal Medicare or Medicaid also will have to be fully vaccinated. So 17 million workers at health facilities that receive federal Medicare or Medicaid will have to be vaccinated. I mean, that makes sense. Hey, you're going to be on this plan that's provided federally, Medicare, Medicaid. And if you're going to be on that plan, then you need to do some things to be, to qualify for that plan. I think that's pretty normal. Uh, Biden's also signing an executive order to require vaccinations for employees of the executive branch and contractors who do business with the federal government with no options to test out. So uh, that covers several million more workers. Uh, No option to test out there. They're just going to have to get vaccinated if they want to work 
in the executive branch or do business with the federal government. So a couple of things that just splashed down right before the show. Um, and you can read about that also at wisdomnews.com. Uh, slowly uh, working our way to, to vaccine mandates, it looks like. And as the, uh, the virus keeps, keeps going and going and going and going and changing and moving around. I, what, next week? Do I got to bring someone on to talk about the virus next week? I know Hayes does it every, I believe every Wednesday morning. Hayes has uh, Dr. Potaruka on from Mayo. I got to talk to him uh, a couple mornings ago, a couple weeks ago in the morning. And, yeah, it was interesting to talk to him. But there was uh, the La Crosse County Health Department also put out uh, some information on where we're at as a county with the vaccine. No, with the well, with the vaccine, but also the virus. Uh, a month and a half ago, we were at 19 new cases over a week's time, apparently. And now... Uh, so a seven-day total, right? From July 11th to July 17th, La Crosse County had 19 cases of COVID-19. So a month and a half ago, 19 cases in seven days. Uh, this past week, 355 cases. So we're averaging now, we've gone from averaging just over two a day, a month and a half ago, to 51 a day. So if anyone thinks like, eh, it's going away, it's not. Definitely not going away. Um, but I think of all the people we talk about, talk to about this is if you get vaccinated, your the the how badly COVID affects you. You might still get COVID, but how badly it affects you is likely to keep you out of the hospital for the most part. And that's kind of the key. Well, aside from dying, right? You don't want to die, but like keeping out of the hospital because of our great health insurance system. Uh, that we'd never addressed during a pandemic. Just, nah, whatever. <laughs> We're not going to address that. What is healthcare? Whatever. Address some other things temporarily. We did try to do that for a little while, whether it was unemployment or what did we do? The child tax credit, did stuff like that. But that's all temporary. So uh, it'd be nice to to maybe get that stuff on a more permanent basis. Um regardless of whether or not there's a virus sweeping through the world. Uh, it is interesting, too, that, you know, it's pretty easy for any of us to get the vaccine, but a lot of other countries are, like, 1% vaccinated, where in La Crosse County, like, we're doing well here. In La Crosse County, we're doing pretty well. We're at 57.9 as of yesterday. I guess I could have looked up today's. Uh, and the state was at 52%. So we're about 5% ahead of the state, 6%. And uh, we're 10th in, of all the counties. We're ranked 10th. If we're doing uh, college football rankings, we're number 10. So we're in the top 10. We're not in the playoffs yet. Only top four make the playoffs, but we're in the top 10. Um, and then we do have like stats on how kids 12 to 15 and you know just who's vaccinated. And that's all on wisdomnews.com. Look for a little blue picture. Um, but you know the, the 18 to 24-year-old crowd is 40% vaccinated. That's the lowest in the county. And the 65-plus crowd is 88% vaccinated, the highest in the county. And the 12- to 15-year-olds were at 53% vaccinated. And that might be, that might be that's second lowest in the county, but that makes sense because we haven't been doing it that long. And maybe some people out there don't even realize that your 12- to 15-year-old can get vaccinated. Uh, is that true? Do you think that's out there? Hey, wow, really? I can, my 12-year-old can get vaccinated now? It's safe. Um, all right. 
Brad's got to do the news. Peter Cameron, let's do managing editor of the Badger Project. He's got a story about police on wisdomnews.com. We'll talk to him in a minute. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. I can't start the restart the show here with Gin Blossom, so I had to. I didn't want to do that to Peter Cameron, the managing editor of the Badger Project. Uh, I just got to go back with Stone Temple Pilots. Um, little little glitch in the system. Jim Blossom's got in there, Peter. I don't know if you were okay with that. I'm not. I'd much rather hear FTP. <laughs> All right. All right. So I I, I queued up. Uh, I clued in the audience that your story's at wisdomnews.com. Um, and and Peter's the like I said the the Badger Project, the runner of the Badger Project, a nonpartisan nonprofit investigative journalism journalist. Uh, what organization website uh, in Wisconsin? It's thebadgerproject.org. And this story nearly 200 Wisconsin officers back on the job after being fired or forced out took uh, most of your summer, Peter? <laughs> yeah, it took a while for sure. Um, I guess, uh, you know, you said. I, okay, so when you, when you look at. Did you, did you study all 200 of these officers or did you have to study. I don't know, like like a lot more than that to just kind of gauge, you know, how Wisconsin is doing with hire rehiring officers who were fired or forced out. Uh, I mean, no, I did. I I didn't check every single officer, but let me just say that. So the state of Wisconsin, there are about thirteen thousand five hundred, thirteen thousand six hundred uh, law enforcement officers in Wisconsin. Yeah, and the number. So, and when we've got about two hundred that have been fired and rehired, or forced out and rehired. And that's about 1% of the total, so I just wanted to, to let everybody know that. Um, there have been over, so the, the state started keeping track of this about five years ago. So there are um, about more than 1,000 uh, law enforcement officers have been fired or forced out in the, uh, in the last five years. So those are just some numbers for everybody out there. And, yeah, I mean, I just don't have time to check into everybody, but we checked as many as we could, looked into as many as we could. And when you say, okay, so it's it's 1% of like all, what do you want to say, law enforcement? I'm surprised we haven't cancel cultured the word law enforcement yet because enforcement means, you know, mm, it's a little a little too aggressive. Um, but, but 200 of the 1,000 officers that were fired or, or forced out. So we're at like a 20% clip then that get their job back? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 about right. Of of those that have been yeah fired or forced out, but important to note that um, I mean I, Newsweek did a, a piece on on our piece and they put a photo up of George Floyd, and that's not really fair because it's not two hundred Derek Chauvin's running around beating people up. A lot of the uh, these officers that lost their their job or their initial job, they in, in Wisconsin that usually a police officer is hired probation in a on a probationary period so they have you know 12 months 18 months whatever it is and there's a very low bar to fire that person to to end their contract before they're a full union member and so um i mean some sometimes they're just rookies that that didn't do very well that didn't perform very well but i mean even if the chief doesn't like you so it it's it, it it's not exactly a bunch of criminals it's it's it can it can just be for that reason as well Right, yeah, they, they they didn't make the cut. They essentially they went out for football and got cut. And it's probably there's probably some morale going on or morals, I should say, uh, with like departments because you, you hey we're going to put you through this schooling or you're going to go through schooling, 
uh, whether I think maybe what a two year commitment to to or is it six months? I don't know what it takes to be a police officer. And then you don't make the cut, and then you're like, sorry, dude, you're not good enough to be a cop. Except that you 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 devoted all this time and money into getting you know to that part where you can actually uh, you know try out, so to speak, to be a police officer. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the usually the well, if if the officer if I mean if a candidate in a, a law enforcement cadet comp- successfully completes the academy, then the um, the tuition is reimbursed. So it's a five thousand dollar tuition that the Department of Justice reimburses. The state reimburses the the uh, the law enforcement the law enforcement okay. department, like the police department. And it's a 720-hour academy program, so I don't know. You can do the math on that. Sure. I don't know what that comes out to. Um, that's like, uh, I don't know what that is. But, um, and what, sorry, well, I forgot your question now, Rick. What well, just, you, you know, well, that makes that makes my question moot a little bit, because I was thinking, like, man, I'm sorry we have to fire you because you're not going to make the cut, and but you devoted, like, you know, essentially 720 hours and what five, did you say $5,000? I don't know why I'm thinking that, uh, of your time and life into this. And now you're not good enough. Yeah. I mean, as, as long as you don't commit a felony, there, there were a couple officers in the last few years that committed felonies and they lost, they, they lost their certification. So they can no longer be uh, law enforcement officers, police officers. But if you're, if you just don't make the cut at probation, you can, you keep your certification and you can take it and go get a job somewhere else, which, you know, some people did. Yeah, well, biggest, uh, so you, you, you hit on some of these in your story, just some of the examples. What was the one that stuck out the most? Like this dude or this woman got fired for doing some stuff as an officer or maybe off-duty, but they were a police officer. And then they go somewhere else and they're, they're, they're back at it. They're back to being a cop. Yeah, I didn't find anyone that... Um that, you know, was had committed misconduct, got rehired, and then committed misconduct again. Didn't find anybody like that. But there was one officer in New Berlin, uh, which is a Milwaukee suburb, who was just a lot of problems with alcohol, getting in bar fights, thrown out of bars, um, and uh, and then was, was rehired in, in, or hired in Milton Police, which is in Madison area. Um, there were several that were problems with alcohol, just, public intoxication when they were off-duty, um, a lot of sexual harassment. Uh, there was, uh, in, at the Dane County Sheriff's Office, there was um, an investigation into one officer, but when they asked the female officer um, who was sending her inappropriate messages on her phone, she said there were like a dozen. So, I, you know, to be a woman in law enforcement might be kind of tough in a sort of male-dominated industry. Um, there was, and there was another officer who was accused of sleeping on the job. He denied it, but uh, his his supervisors accused him of sitting in his squad car and uh, watching movies on his phone. Yeah, was that um, an Iowa? Was, supposed to be. was that an Iowa officer? Or did, it, was it was Iowa a, County? Oh, Iowa County. Iowa oh, County. okay. I was wondering why I was like, I was reading that, and I was like, why is why are you in Iowa, Peter? You're doing now. You're doing beyond the work. What about you know? Okay, so you have these two hundred cops out of the thousand fired in Wisconsin, but there is maybe a loophole here where they were fired in Iowa, they were fired in Minnesota, they were fired somewhere else in the country, and then they come here and and you know it maybe it's a clean slate for them. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, there, so the certification doesn't always cross borders, but there are things you can do. There's some some there. I think there's a test you can take in order to. Uh, 
you know, have your certification moved from one state to another. One interesting thing that they're talking about at the national level in Congress is that um, Democrats and, and some Republicans want to uh, pass some big police reform bills. And one of the things that, that there's talk of doing is a national bad cop registry. Um, that already does exist in some form, um, but it's only for police officers who have been decertified, not for police officers who have been fi- only fired. And um, and that that list, there's a list that exists, and uh, it's it's available to police chiefs, hiring officers, whatever. Um, but it's it's uh, not all states participate in it, and not all not all law enforcement agencies know about it. And it's not mandatory. You don't have to report to it, so it's all voluntary. Yeah, so um, I mean, the talk of strengthening that at the national level as well, so that yeah, if somebody does something, if a police officer does something in Iowa and tries to get hired in Wisconsin, you could consult this database to see what's you know what they're what's up. Yeah, there's, and I was I was saying this before I brought you on. There's a, you know, if, if you or I screw up and do something. Uh, you know, and it, it, it doesn't impact our job per se, but you know, like maybe, maybe our, ourselves are a different example because we do kind of have to work with the public and have to be truthful and honest and, and stuff like that. But let's just say a retail worker screws up, they get a DUI or something, uh, or they, they get caught, I don't know, like fighting in a bar, right? If they, that might not be grounds for termination in a retail job, but maybe we, do we have to hold police officers to another standard because of what they do on the job? And they got to, they got to kind of, you know, uphold that off the job as well. Right. I mean, that's, I, that's a question for all of us. You know, I mean, I, I think a lot of police chiefs would say, would tell you that, that, police hold themselves to a higher standard than, than the average person, I, I think. Um, I spoke with a, uh, he's a criminal justice professor at University of Wisconsin-Platteville, but a former police chief, and he said exactly that, that, that police officers, you know, they have, they have an important responsibility within the state, within the community, and that they should be high, held to a higher standard. Yeah, I noticed that that was one of the things I jotted down. I, I mean, I jotted, I probably jotted too many down, notes down, Peter, and then it's it's just too much for me to like pick out. But um, yeah, you said you, Patrick Solar, Solar. Um, he used to be a police chief, uh, former police chief, and now he's you know at the at Platteville or he, uh, criminal justice associate professor there. Um, but he, he said one of the things, he, you know, these officers they can't be caught lying about you know whether it's in their everyday life or, or whatever they can't be doing stuff like that because they're 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 there to tell the truth and they're there to testify things so if they start lying about stuff that's like he, he's like automatic termination like automatic you can't be hired you can't be what do you say a death sentence uh for their career a death sentence yeah i mean you think of all the times just going in if you want to go in and fight a, a speeding ticket or something the police officer's there and and so police officers often have to they have to go into court and they have to take the stand and they have to swear under oath that what they're saying is the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if you're a defense attorney, you'd love to go up against a police officer where there's evidence that the police officers lied before. You say, well, he's lied before. Why is what what stops him from lying this time? So, right. yeah, I mean, that's that that makes sense. It's certainly from a, the police standpoint. We're speaking with Peter Cameron. He's the. Am I calling you the managing editor? I gave you like three different titles uh, earlier in the show. Managing editor of the Badger Project. That's it. All right, I got it right. Uh, uh, we're talking about a story that's at wisdomnews.com. 
uh, that he did for his his site, the Badger Project, thebadgerproject.org. Uh, nearly 200 police officers in Wisconsin back on the job after being forced out or fired. Uh, we got a uh, Scott's comment coming up, which is actually a guest comment by William Garcia, the La Crosse County Democratic Party chair. And then Brad doing the news. We'll be back with Peter in a minute. All right. Welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM 608-785-7914. If you want to text, Peter Cameron's in here, managing editor of the Badger Project. You want to check? Not a lot of new. Well, there's like, actually, Peter, there's a couple of new stories just in reference to the policing story that I have up there now. And that one's on wisdomnews.com as well. But but you did kind of like tag off of some of those stories with a couple other ones, right? Or or maybe you had some uh, some help doing that. You're talking about what from this this story? Yeah, I, I see, you know, um, with law enforcement agencies hurting for candidates, 30 fired or forced out. That's a that's a new story. Couple of weeks later. Oh, that's jail officers. So yeah, right. there's about so in a lot of uh, you know every county has its own county jail, and those are usually sheriff's deputies that that uh, are, are sheriff deputies, sheriff em, uh, sheriff office employees are usually jail officers. And so yeah, there's about thirty in the state we found that had been fired somewhere else um, and then rehired. But that's that's a lower paid law enforcement job. That's a, a kind of a lot of times like a entry-level law enforcement job. So we, uh, I meant to say that Wisconsin right now in the state and probably in the country, but definitely in the state, the, the total number of law enforcement officers is at its lowest level in 10 years and, and maybe more than that. So, yeah, it's kind of tough times for hiring law enforcement officers. So, you know, I don't know, but they might not, they're probably not getting the cream of the crop if there's if there's less applicants for jobs. Yeah, for sure. We And we've talked to a city council member and uh, police and fire commission. I think he's the head guy now, uh, Doug Happel. About just the the number of applicants has dropped from like eighty to to maybe fifteen uh, for for the lacrosse city of lacrosse police department. But the the story that Peter Cameron has uh, from the Badger Project is nearly two hundred Wisconsin officers back on the job after being fired or forced out. And a couple of the stories that we were telling earlier, uh, one one officer get, gets in. Bar fights, right? He, he was he was in a couple of bar fights, or at least a bar fight, and then another time he was uh, he was the passenger. While one officer was the driver, he was the passenger. They were both intoxicated, uh, and while they were getting pulled over, the same guy that was getting in bar fights was holding his police ID or had it laying in his lap just to kind of you know like the, what's up, hey guy, pulling me over, check it out, I'm an officer too, <laughs> like kind of that that bs you've heard that that story we've heard that story in, in the area before uh kind of like hey look at you know who i am kind of stuff uh, that that's a story that comes from i mean i i'll just be quick on this one but that story came from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel i'm not sure how they broke it but two Waukesha police officers pulled over these two guys you're talking about who were at the time uh, New Berlin police officers which is an adjacent community and they um the the driver the the passenger was very intoxicated but the driver was a little bit over the limit and the Waukesha officers did not um, didn't arrest him and didn't didn't charge him with an OWI at that point um, and then the and then the, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel broke the story I, somebody must have leaked um, you know must have told them about it and they had a whistleblower and so those two Waukesha officers were um, Put on, uh, they they were suspended. They they faced some punishment, but and then the two New Berlin officers were fired. Right, and then and then one of those officers is rehired eighteen months later at Middleton. 
Um, <laughs> and then there was the other, the Iowa County officer who uh, was sleeping while while on duty, right? Like he's, he's, if you see the cop pulled over on the side of the road, essentially we all think that they're trying to get speeders, right? Well, this this officer apparently was, or maybe it was a deputy because uh, he was with the county sheriff's. Uh, he was he was sleeping on the job, and another person in the department ended up going out there, knocking on his window profusely, and eventually he woke up. Uh, he, had, I think, he had his phone on on the steering wheel, so he must have been watching maybe a, a movie or maybe some uh, maybe some, some some meditation video to, to help him go to sleep. Uh, but he denies all that, even though another officer kind of caught him in the act, so to speak. Yeah, that's that's the accusation. It was a supervisor at the at the county sheriff's office that um, you know wrote a report up that this is what happened. That and so you know who's telling the truth? I don't know. Right, and that that and that officer or deputy, I'm trying to think, and he was re, he was hired back, right? Like, just somewhere else. He get, he's he's with uh, another department, right? Yeah, that deputy's. Yeah, he's he's working at another police department now. Right. So uh, sleeping on the job as a cop, fired, and then ah, that's all right. <laughs> I don't know. And that's the thing: is it a death sentence if you're caught sleeping on the job as a police officer in your car? Uh, does that mean you get automatically, you know, you got fired, right? So does that mean you should never be able to work as a police officer again? I guess that's the, you know, kind of the, you know, you got to prove yourself or, or should you just never do it? That's kind of just like, it's a hard line, but it also we, are we holding these people to higher standards than everyday people? Um, and we, we hit on a little bit, the, the idea that they're, they're low on recruits. So there is a part of this where they're going to, they're going to try to retain the officers despite what they did to get initially fired. Uh, other police departments are desperate for, you know, probably getting officers. Hey, these guys are already trained. Maybe if we can, you know, fix them up, if we can get them back on track, get their life in order, uh, we can get them back out there. And, and so there, there's that aspect too, right? There's just not as many people applying to be the, to be police officers anymore. Yeah, like, like we said, there's a it's a ten year low to, the total number of law enforcement officers and graduates from law enforcement academy. They're both both of those numbers are at least a ten year low. So yeah, I mean it's going to put stress on on hiring. Yeah, when, when we talk about hiring, even just across the board, like whether it's police or just any job, hey, you know what? You know, it would be a good way to to get more police hired is pay them more, <laughs> you know, Hey, if you want to be a cop, hundred thousand dollars a year, I don't know, you know, just a regular officer, you know, starting pay. I wonder how many people would apply that. Yeah, that would help for sure. That's probably uh, another avenue of the, you could take this story, Peter is just uh, how, how much cops make. I mean, that's, that's pretty public record too. Oh yeah. I mean, like, you know, we were talking about, and there's another story on the website about the jail officers that we talked about. And we just compared uh, a Milwaukee police officer with with a jail officer in um in uh in milwaukee and it's it's a big difference i mean uh, let me see if i can find it here i think it's about you know a milwaukee police officer starts at about 60 grand a year mm-hmm. but if you're going to work for the house of corrections you're going to make 42 grand a year so you know big difference and that's kind of explain it gives you some idea why um and it's, it's some of these places they're having even more trouble filling jail officer positions so yeah it just doesn't doesn't all add. I mean it, it makes perfect sense you're you're hard up and why is that maybe because we're not paying these guys enough I've talked to uh former assistant police chief Rob Abraham about that a little bit just like oh yeah you know we take care of this we just paid these guys more uh but also we're trying to defund the police so there's that too <laughs> but I don't think those two things correlate um 
joke, people. That was a joke. All right. So uh, you talked about earlier, and we're speaking with Peter Cameron with the Badger Project. You talked earlier about there being federal legislation to kind of, so every state would know, you know, the conduct of these officers, you know, the misconduct, I should say, or the conduct. Um, when they try to hire them, you know, if I, I work in, if I'm fired in Oregon and then I come to Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Police Department that tries to hire me could actually go and find the records of, of what I'm doing. I, I feel like that, that seems pretty simplistic. I mean, the, if the guy is, is working in one state as a police officer, that's going to be on his job application. I worked here in this other state. Uh, don't you think that the, the, the department that's rehiring or going to hire this person would just call that that agency and say, hey, what's up with this dude? Yeah, that's a great point. That brings up uh, something I wanted to talk about. So one thing that um, if, if you have an officer who's not on probation, who's union protected, a full officer, you know, one thing that police chiefs across the country complain about is that it's hard to fire bad cops, that the union protections are often pretty strong, and so it can be hard to get rid of a bad apple. And uh, so one thing that, that police chiefs in Wisconsin and, uh, and nationally might do is, um, is if you have, a, if, let's say I want to fire, I'm a chief, Rick, you're my bad cop. I say, all right, uh, we, don't, we don't want you to work here anymore, but we don't have a big fight about it. So how about this? You resign and we'll seal your file, your personnel file. And then if somebody calls us asking to see that personnel file, to see all these bad things you did, we'll say, sorry, it's sealed. So that's something that, that's been done in the past and kind of pr- maybe protected bad cops. There's a bill in the Wisconsin state legislature right now. It's a Republican-written bill with, with uh, bipartisan, bipartisan support. It passed out of committee with a unanimous vote of both Republicans and Democrats that would require every law enforcement agency to keep a personnel file on their officers and then would require them to disclose that so it would basically eliminate this practice of closing, of sealing off um, personnel files. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they did pass it this summer. The, uh, the legislature is, I mean, we're post-Labor Day now. The legislature is supposed to be back in a couple weeks. So, you know, it's, it's got a lot of support. I'm sure the governor would sign it. We'll, we'll see what happens on it. Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer. Maybe you should have passed it uh, in the summer. <laughs> just like I don't know, the legislature just uh, some of these things seem so easy to to pass, and then they don't. And also should have been passed a decade ago, maybe. Um, yeah, it is weird. I think if I'm hiring police officers, and again, we're in desperate situations here, so maybe maybe some departments don't have a choice. But I go to the to the other agency where this officer I'm trying to hire worked. And they go, sorry, you can't look at his records. They're sealed. I might just be like, all right, and then just like wipe my hands clean and be like, dude, I can't hire you because I, your records are sealed. So that means something's got to be up, right? Like that, I automatically go to, oh, you did something, and we're trying to cover it up. Yeah, I mean that's the optimist's way of looking at it. That's um, you could. Say, I mean, I've talked to chiefs who say, well, if your records sealed, then we're not going to hire you. But I mean, I, um, the, the pessimist way of looking at it is someone could hire you and say, "Well, I didn't know. I couldn't. I couldn't look, so I didn't know." So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they can go back and hey, you, no, go ahead, go unseal them. I don't care. Like I, I got nothing to hide. I don't know why they would. Why would? Why would we even give the option to to be sealing records? I guess maybe. Uh, I don't know. Did you ever ask anyone that question? I guess that'd be a good question to ask. Why is that even an option? Well, I mean, if an officer wants a record sealed, there's usually a, a good reason for it or a bad reason for it. So, right. Yeah. That's... Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't have any specifics, but. Yeah. 
You got to talk to, uh, I guess that's the, the, the next story. Why do you talk to police chiefs around the, is it just police, is it just uh, sheriff's departments that can do that? Because the city, cities can't really do that, in Wisconsin anyway, right? Well, they, I think they can now until this, unless this bill gets passed. Police oh. chiefs and, and sheriff's, sheriffs. Okay. Yeah, it just seems like a, just kind of like a funky little, I don't know, just we're, we're in this place where we need to hire police officers, <laughs> but we're also in this place where some of the records and, and some of the other stuff looks a little shady. Um, I don't know. When you, when you started working on this story, Peter, did you, were you surprised by, by some of the things you were finding out? Oh, yeah. Let's, let, let me just say that um, the fact that this list exists, the fact that the state tracks um, and flags officers who've been fired or forced out really puts us ahead of a lot of other states, which there's some states that don't even track misconduct of police officers. So, you know, in, in some ways, the state of Wisconsin is, um, is fairly progressive in terms of policing. And one surprising thing is that um, the state of Wisconsin has a law that when there's a police shooting, there needs to be an independent investigation meaning the, the the department where that officer comes from can investigate you know, they can't investigate themselves yeah which which happens sometimes across the country and that law was passed by a republican legislature signed by governor scott walker so kind of a, a, a something maybe a little surprising for people um i mean and just just a reminder that act 10 you know that that crippled public sector unions in the state exempted police and fire unions um for the most part because those, you know, police and fire unions generally seen as right-leaning political constituencies, so yeah, they were protected. But yeah, that was another thing I wanted to bring up. It just seemed a little weird that we're going to give, uh, we're going to, we're going to do the and and William Garcia's uh, quote unquote Scott's comment, his comment today uh, was about just getting rid of Act Ten essentially. But uh, for police and fire unions, they're not part of that. It's weird. That's weird. Weird loophole. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a political decision. Um, one other thing I, I noticed in your story here, and you can check it out at wisdomnews.com, a headline, uh, nearly 200 Wisconsin officers back on the job after being fired or forced out. Peter Cameron with the Badger Project uh, spent spent a lot, quite a bit of his summer working on it. So when when you went to these agencies or departments or whatever you want to call them to ask about, hey, you, rehire, you hired this person who has some misconduct – um, I feel like you got, did you, did, did it start to feel like a broken record from the leadership at these agencies? Because they, I, I, I just read over and over again, we did a thorough background check. We, you know, uh, just the, the terminology w- was that, uh, multiple different ways. Uh, we did psychological ex- assessments, extensive background checks, uh, thorough background checks. Like I said, um, I'm just reading a rigorous background check. That was another one. Uh, this guy department a detailed background check. There's no, so they had every every which way to say background check. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to say? Like, now nah, we didn't check them out. We just hired. I mean, they they have to say that. And, and whether you know, I don't know whether they did or not. But um, I mean, I you know, do the, the question for everyone is is what what should we tolerate from our police officers? You know, is if they're if they're not good enough when they're young. But they can be coached. They can be trained. You know, should we allow them to stay in the in, in the field? And and like you said, it's it's we're hurting for candidates right now. So not exactly a ton of candidates to choose from. Yeah, and I figured it out. Now I lost that number. But uh, you said seven hundred twenty hours. 
to be 720 hours. Divide okay. that by 40 in your it's, head. It's well, it's 30 days. So I did it by 24 hours. So 30 days. You just got to work for one month, 24 hours a day straight. <laughs> but if you wanted That'd to do 18 weeks, 18 weeks of four, I just did yeah. it. I couldn't do it in my head. 18 yeah. weeks of 40 hours a week. Yeah. So in 18 weeks, you could be you're you're certified and you can start your your career as a police officer, essentially, or a, or a county deputy. Sheriff's deputy, yeah. Okay, and then the people that go through that are reimbursed that training. The uh, yeah, uh, almost always, at least in my experience, is uh, that the the agency pays for it. the ki- The candidate doesn't pay for it. The cadet doesn't pay for it. All right. The uh, the agency pays for it. The police department, and then they'll they uh, can get reimbursed by the state department of justice as long as the candidate compl- successfully completes the academy. Sure. All right, that's Peter Cameron. We didn't even get to redistricting, man. We'll have to bring you back and, and do that one again. Let's do it. All right, thanks for coming on, man. Okay, thank you. Yeah, bye. All right, Peter Cameron, managing editor of the Badger Project. Check out that story. It's at wisdomnews.com, and uh, he'd appreciate it, too, if you you know go like the Badger Project on Facebook and, and follow his stories on there. I think now that he's 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 done the, the officer story and digested and rested i think maybe we'll start to see some 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 other things going on he's got a couple of the police officer stories up there all right one more break all right that was a real quick break <laughs> uh just to, just want to wrap up here and let you know that if you didn't if you didn't see it or hear it william garcia's scott's comment is on wisdomnews.com just go under blogs and you can check that out. I will say that William Garcia, I will say, I'm going to say it because I'm saying it. William Garcia will be on here tomorrow. So if you want to fight with him about Act 10 legislation, we can do that tomorrow. <laughs> and we'll see what other things that uh, we can get you, we can get into. Um, we'll probably talk about what the, the news with vaccine mandates today that Joe Biden delivered. That's at wisdomnews.com as well. Well, the county has gone from uh, 19 cases a day a month and a half ago to 355 over the past week. Uh, you know, maybe this vaccine mandate thing isn't the worst idea ever. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, maybe we'll we'll talk about Rebecca Clayfish too. Officially now, officially now running for governor of Wisconsin, which we're a year in some change out of. Right. Um, all right, that's all the time I got. Thanks everybody for listening.